Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is June 20th, and our reading comes from Acts chapter 13. And in our passage today, Paul stands up in the synagogue and begins to preach the gospel. And I want to highlight just a couple of verses about King David, and let's talk about it. In verse 20, it says, After that, God gave them judges to rule until the time of Samuel the prophet. Then the people begged for a king, and God gave them Saul, son of Kish, a man from the tribe of Benjamin who reigned for 40 years. But Paul removed Saul and replaced him with David, a man about whom God said, I found David, son of Jesse, a man after my heart. He will do everything I want him to do. And then in verse 36, he says about David, this is not a reference to David for after David had done the will of God in his own generation, he died and was buried with his ancestors, and his body decayed. So there are two things that are said about David that I want us to talk about. First, God says about David, he's a man after my own heart. And then he says about, Paul says about David, that he fulfilled God's purpose in his generation. So the question is, how could David, a man who committed adultery and then murder and was a complete failure as a father. How can we call him a man after God's own heart? Well, I want you to keep in mind what he's saying in the story. Israel in this time in their history, they wanted to be like the other nations and they wanted a king. They falsely believed if we have a king, that king will lead us into a glorious future. Now, let me just pause and say, we make this same mistake in America every four years. We think we need a king. Now, we don't call him king. We call him president. We get this idea that if we can elect the right president, he'll lead us into a glorious future. The kingdom of God will come. Well, listen, I've been watching politics and presidential elections now long enough to see that there's not a president who can deliver us. In fact, in my estimation, they have all failed us. They're just men. And even King David, a man after God's own heart, he commits adultery. He murders a man. He brings judgment on the nation at one time. He fails as a father. His own son throws him out of the palace. I mean, David is anything but perfect. So what does it mean to be a man after God's own heart? Well, let me tell you some things that are true about David. First, David was a worshiper. And as a young man, as a shepherd, he spent a lot of time alone in the field, in the pasture, by streams of water. He spent a lot of time out there. He's a musician and he's alone. It's David, God, and some sheep. And that really cultivated for David a love for God. 
However, once he became king in his prosperity, in his success, his heart wandered. And this is what we have to be careful about in America today. The truth is the greatest test to your character is success. You know, one of the things that we've experienced over the last couple of years is all of these very public scandals, these pastors blowing up their life and ministry. And I get it. And it's easy to be real critical of those. And I get it. I understand that. But the truth is success, even for a pastor, even for a man after God's own heart is a tremendous temptation and danger. And in David's success, he lost sight of advancing God's kingdom. He began trying to find life and pleasure and sex and women, and he even murdered a man. And so God is working in all of that. And one of the other things that's true about David, not only is he a worshiper, but he's also a repentant man. Now, I have to give David this. When David fails, he recognizes that and humbles himself and cries out to God. And you see this in several places, but one of the most famous is Psalm 51, where he asks God, create a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me. And he just humbles himself. He repents and he invites God to do a deeper work in his heart and life. So I love that about David, despite his imperfection. He seems throughout the course of his life, if you zoom out a little bit, the direction of his life is towards God. And anytime something gets in the way, he seems to be quick to try to root that thing out. And then Paul says about David, he fulfilled his purpose in his generation. Well, what was his purpose? Well, the truth is that's a tough question to answer, but let me point out a handful of things that David did do. First, he wrote the book of Psalms and taught the whole nation how to worship, right, and how to rest in Jesus. He pointed people to God. I think that was a tremendously powerful purpose. Another thing that he did is he delivered Israel from the Philistines. He defeated their arch rival and led Israel into a time of peace. Well, that was tremendously powerful. And even in his failure, what David did is he helped the nation to see we need God. And man, I think if we did that, that'd be pretty good, right? So each of us, and these two ideas are connected to each other. That's the final thing I want you to see, is that his posture towards God, his pursuit of God is what allowed him to fulfill his purpose in his generation. And the same thing is true for us. As we pursue Jesus, Jesus will lead us into our purpose and empower us to fulfill it. This is so true of David. David was the youngest of all his brothers. Remember when the prophet comes to anoint one of Jesse's sons as king? They didn't even invite David to come in and be a part of the ceremony. They just assume, well, it's not David, and he's out there with the sheep. But what they didn't understand is he wasn't just out there with the sheep. He was out there with God. And it was his love for God. It was his heart to know and to connect with God that caused God to anoint him and promote him and put him in a position of king. And despite his imperfection, 
God worked in his success and in his failure to point the Jewish people to God. And he wants to do the same thing for us. As we pursue Jesus, God will lead us into our purpose and God will anoint us to fulfill that purpose so that our life points people to Jesus. So what is your purpose? What are you doing to draw near to God each day? That's what this podcast is all about. We're learning to begin our day and to live our day in God's presence so he can lead us into our purpose and anoint us to fulfill it in our generation for his glory so that our life, just like David, despite our imperfection, points people to Jesus. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for every person listening. God, help us to cultivate our relationship with you. Help us to see that intimacy with you, our connection with you, is the foundation for everything else in our life. It's the most important pursuit. You are our greatest treasure. We want to be men and women who are chasing, pursuing your heart. I thank you for the promise that says, if we seek you, we will find you. If we search for you with all of our heart, that if we draw near to you, you will respond by drawing near to us. God, I thank you for that promise. Lord, give us that passion to pursue you day by day for the rest of our lives, just like David. And God, help us in that pursuit to live into our purpose and destiny. God, we want to fulfill our purpose in our life, lifetime. God, I want to fulfill my purpose as a husband and a father and a pastor and a friend. God, as I'm thinking about my future right now, what am I going to do with the next 10 years, 20 years, 30 years of my life? God, I want to fulfill my purpose. I want to do what you've called me to do, what you've raised me up to do. And Lord, I trust that as I step into that future, and I pray this over everybody, that we would trust as we step into that future. God, sometimes it feels overwhelming and scary, but God, you can anoint us. You can work in and through us to accomplish your purpose, and we trust you to do it. Build our faith, strengthen our connection. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for being with me today. I hope you have a great day. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.